Hello, and welcome to another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. I'm your host, Joe Meyer. Thank you for being here with me today as we um, celebrate Father's Day, and we celebrate this weekend with Father's Day. And I know there's a lot to celebrate with other things, um, like Juneteenth, I think I'm pronouncing that uh, correctly, but um, today I I just want to really discuss Father's Day, and I know I haven't... um, did a pod for a couple weeks and I'm sorry about that folks Um, I like to try to pick certain weeks and where I can just have something to really talk about and have a a subject matter or have a topic of discussion and and not just because you know because I'm not here to waste your time you know I'm not here to give you a pod every day Um, although I I wish I could Um, time-wise it's very difficult for me to do that sometimes, even a, ha- a half-hour pod sometimes, because uh, throughout the day I'm working and then I teach, and then end of day I'm really tired, I'm exhausted sometimes. So it's really hard just to sit down and do a pod and and really put something together that's of worth listening. But today let's just talk about Father's Day, and uh, what I'll do is I'll start off with my song just to kick us off into the mood and. And see how we, uh, what we think. So let me start here. For some of you who don't know who that is, it's a good song. And I, I listen to um, Sirius Radio a lot. And uh, this is from the Hair Bands. And this is Tesla. And they're called Hang Tough, right? This song is played constantly. And I listen to it all the time. And, uh, you know, just thinking about you know, fatherhood, life, getting through this life, you gotta hang tough, right? You gotta hang tough. You gotta be tough. And it takes effort and it takes time and it takes uh, hardships and adversity. And, And you may say, well, I'm tough. I'm tough and maybe you are, maybe you are. But some, not everybody is. Not everybody is tough. Not everybody wants to be tough. Not everybody wants to hang tough. Sometimes you have to get mad. Sometimes you have to get fed up. And although this, this pod is not about getting fed up, you know, fatherhood is one of those times where you have to get tough and hang in there because it's hard. It's a hard job. It's the best job in the world, just like motherhood, but it's a hard job. And you think about all the fathers out there today 
Who don't give a damn about their kids? Who abandon their children? Who don't pay child support? Who are not in their lives? Even a stepfather is not there because they're not his physical, biological kids. Where they're like, eh, they're not my kids. They're your kids. Why should I have to care about them? Even though the person is in a relationship with the other person who has kids. Step it up, dads, stepfathers. Step it up. Doesn't even matter if you're their biological kid, okay? They need a father. If their real father's not around, they need a father, okay? And even if, they, if their real father is around, what's wrong with being a stepfather, right? What is wrong with having fathers in our life? You know, and I get it. Fathers in general get a bad rap. They get a bad rap because they're, many of those fathers out there are shitty fathers. They are. And I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about those today. I'm not gonna, you know, you know I'm gonna give you a little glimpse of what it was to be a, you know, shitty fathers out there, right? You know, I'm not saying my dad is a bad dad. You know, he he's not. He's not a bad person. You know, uh, deep down I know he loves me and my sister, but. Growing up, I, I don't know. He was there, but he wasn't there. He worked, which many dads do, of course. I work, you work, everyone works. But it, it's not so much about a dad working. It's about what he does with his kids when he comes home or on the weekend or spending time with them or taking them places or, or, or um, you know, being of a support. My father wasn't really there in that way okay and and you know i don't know if he cares or not you know i I really don't you know i'm not saying he's a bad dad i'm just saying maybe maybe when he became a father he didn't really really want to be a father maybe that's not what he felt his life plan was going to be because most of my dad's life and in my life he's been the same which is rest sleep you know conserve energy and during growing up my mom and dad were divorced they divorced around when i was about five and my mother one of the biggest mistakes she ever did which all the god rest her soul i love her went looking for her father now he was the real shitty father Right? His name was Raul, and I called him the devil incarnate. Now, he's dead now, and some of you may not agree with me putting down a dead person who can't defend himself, but he was a shitty father. And I'm sorry I'm using a lot of poor language today, but um, he is the person I primarily grew up with, with my mom, sister, and him. Right? So when my mom went searching for him, which... He, he was out of my mom's life for years. She went looking for him. She found him. Mom and dad got divorced. And then we went to go live with him. All right. Not really knowing who the man was. Not knowing what horrible, what a horrible individual he was. Now, there's one thing I, 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 I don't understand about fathers. And I'm a father, obviously. When you have a shitty dad, why do you go looking for him? When you know he hasn't been around, why do you go looking for him when you come of age? What? What is? What are you searching for? Is it because you want that person in your life just because he's your biological father? And you just want to know that he, you have a father in the picture? Because some fathers are damn worthless. So why even have them in the picture if they're not going to be there for you or support you or do anything for you this father my grandfather i mean he basically just verbally abused me and my sister sometimes physically although he didn't beat us or anything but he came pretty close to to corporal punishment as young kids as young as five and three when we first started to live with them 
up until the ages of when we finally moved out in adulthood. But years, years of torture, okay, a pain, all right, living with him. Now, there's a lot to the story I don't know about my mom's time, but he, she had a, a, a crappy stepfather too. So father figures haven't really been the best in my family. Now, I, I believe in my heart of hearts that my stepfather, his name was, I think, Louis, he, he abused my mom, you know, and her, and her sister. Her name was Elizabeth. But no one ever knows. My mom never talked about it, but she was very much wounded growing up and in my life, meaning she was afraid. She was fearful. She was down. And that's because the men in her life put her that way. And she maybe she felt like she needed a father figure to survive in life, but she didn't need them. Deep down, my mom's stepfather probably treated her, her and my aunt, which is, God rest her soul, she's not living anymore, because they, they probably, because they weren't his kids. They're his stepkids, you know. Although, with my aunt, you know, she considered my mother's stepfather as her father, not my grandfather who's Raul, the devil incarnate. It, it's believed that he was her father because he, he resembled him. She resembled him to a T, the eyes, the face, everything. But she refused to acknowledge that. And I, I don't blame her. I don't blame her. I wouldn't want him as my father either, the devil incarnate, right? So I didn't have a really good example of even grandfathers, but... My grandfather Moses Senior, who was a World World War Two vet, all right, a loving but hard man, a tough man. Who I think he died in the age of eighty-three. He was uh, died in two thousand three, right? And he, uh, I believe, he's in uh, Riverside Veterans Cemetery. So, um, but I loved him. I loved him and, and despite he was a tough man, he know he loved us. Um, the only sticking point is when, when, I, when I was born, he refused to believe at first that, that my father got my mom pregnant because they felt he, he, he just couldn't do it. You know, he, my, our boy, you know, he would never do that. He would never, uh, he would never do that, you know, but when I was born and they saw me, they saw the resemblance. They saw that I resembled them, a copy. And there's no denying it after that point, right? No denying it. So, growing up, Mostly during the week with my grandfather, devil incarnate. Um, every two weeks, I would see my dad and my sister for his bi-weekly visits. He would take us to uh, Chuck E. Cheese. He would take us to Toys R Us. Um, now, these are the things I'm going to tell you that maybe one might think is not the best thing a father should do. But this, is, this was my life back then. He would buy each of my sister a case of soda at the 99 cent store. We'd also order in pizza. You get like two mediums, pepperonis. And, and that's one of the reasons I was probably a little chunkster, chunky kid, because I loved food and soda and I candy like any kid did. And we picked out on the weekend and watched movies. And, and we were pretty much in almost like a free range in a way where my dad just went to his room laid on the bed, went to sleep, and me and my sister did whatever we wanted there at, my, at grandma's and grandpa's house. Grandpa and grandma were there, you know, but they, they, 
they weren't hovering grandparents. They didn't like, oh, don't do this or don't do that. Or, you know, they, they were there, you know, to love us, to take care of us. And um, grandpa used to, um, he was one to butcher. And uh, he would bring, he would buy us steaks because I love meat. I love meat from a very young age. Um, he'd buy a big box of um, Haagen-Dazs ice cream bars from Costco or Sam's Club. And uh, me and my sister, obviously, we wouldn't eat the whole box, of course, but we would eat them. Um, Dad used to make um, breakfast uh, bacon and egg sandwiches um, for breakfast, so we'd eat that. Sister loved sunflower seeds. She would go through a whole bag of sunflower seeds. So we were eating a lot of calories, you know, hopped up on sugar from soda and all that. It wasn't, yeah, you know, I get it. It wasn't a good, healthy lifestyle. Luckily, it was only on the weekend. And then we went back to our normal lives, right? Where mom would cook every day, mostly, right? And growing up, my father had never, he never has changed over the years. Never. The bed was his best friend. You know, when he came home from work, he was tired. Went and watched TV, slept, ate, went back to bed. That was his life. My father was not a sports fan. He didn't throw the, doll, the ball around with me. Um, he, he would take us places like the beach or, you know, take us to museums and, and different things like that. But not every weekend. You know, once in a while. But when it came to physical activity, things like running, exercising, you know, like you go out and play ball with your kids, kick the ball around. No, he didn't ever do those things. He didn't do those things with me. You know, um, am I resentful? Am I angry? No. But it would have been nice. It would have been nice to have that in a father to do those things. Even I had a grandfather who didn't do those things with me. Actually, my grandfather, the devil incarnate, would put me to work in the house, do chores, which I, I'm not against chores, but he'd also help make me do like some hard labor in the yard and, you know, do heavy things as a, as a young child. Pick up heavy bags of cement, carry things, you know, things my young body should not have been doing, um, but he didn't care. As long as I, I was his helper and I got things, helped him get things done, that's all that I was good for, right? So most of the week I had chores. Weekends I had chores. I had to get those out of the way. Either, and then eventually when I got older, I had to mow the lawn and do things like that, which I, I get. It. I'm not complaining that those things are bad. Kids should learn those things, I think, in my opinion, but they have to be very safe. I was, you know, probably in my teens... When I started mowing the grass by myself, right? And using that machinery. But still, I, I didn't have a normal childhood. And, so, and some of you out there may say, well, well, I didn't either, you know? I was beaten uh, every day. I was abused. My mom was alcoholic. My dad was a drug addict. My, my parents were this, and I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for that. Parents are imperfect, including me. We fail. We make mistakes. But the point of it is, is we're supposed to realize the mistakes we made. We're supposed to realize, you know, how we can fix those mistakes. How we can get better as people. Right, And if you don't do that, if you don't self-realize, if you don't realize, you know, how you're supposed to grow and change over time. Because I know I'm not perfect. I know I make mistakes. There's things I do that I'm not proud of. 
like I let my daughter eat too much fast food sometimes because she eats literally one meal a day. And the one meal a day she wants sometimes is McDonald's. And I know that's bad for her. I try not to let her drink soda all the time, maybe on the weekends, but not, you know, I don't give her a whole big gulp, you know, but still I know it's, it's not good for her. She's a good kid. She's a good daughter. She, she doesn't cause me, you know, issues. She just, she likes playing with her friends um, through her iPad, talking to them, playing games. Um, she's, she's not really into dolls. She used to be. Um, right now it's summer vacation, so she's doing that. And I want her to read more. I want her to do a little bit more, you know, preparing for third grade, you know. That's one of the areas that I probably could do a little bit better is being a more of a support for her because mom goes to work at night and she's here talking to her friends and I'm here, you know, maybe doing a pod or I'm, I'm doing my writing or I'm doing other things that I should be spending time with her. That's, that's kind of the things that I need to focus on and get better at. But I like to give my daughter her independence we do go out as a family. We do go places. You know, we go to the mall. We go out to eat. We do things together. Um, you know. And I hope she remembers those things. One thing about my childhood sad to say I don't remember a lot and I don't know if it's because I just blocked it out or I, I, I choose not to remember I remember spending time with my father and, and um, you know and And you know, the thing is, I, I mean, I, I try, you know, I try to remember, but I guess deep down, I, there's things I don't remember or choose not to remember. Um, That pains me, you know, that pains me. Um, to think about that. To think about my childhood and to think about those times. I, I wish I remembered more. There's certain things I do remember, and I, and you know, as as children and our, and as an adult, our minds can only go back so far. You know, our our minds can only go back so far. You know, um, and I do remember things. I loved. I've always loved movies. As a child, I loved. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a child in the 80s. I loved Game Boy, um, playing games. One of my favorite games was the Ninja Turtles games. I loved that game, Game Boy. Um, playing certain things like um, loved scary movies. Love those till today, you know. And, um, you know, I, I used to just try to have a normal childhood in the sense of a, a young boy growing up. And I don't know what, what normal is, but in my opinion, a normal childhood and a father figure would 
spend time with their kids, play with them, talk to them, hug them, tell them they love them, and be a good role model, right? And be a good role model. I'm not saying my father again is not a bad is not a good father. Deep down I I just don't I don't know. I'm sure he loves us. He doesn't really say it that often. And I think we should tell as fathers, we should be telling our kids how much we love them, how much we appreciate them, how much we um, are thankful for them to be in our life, how much they are a blessing to us. And many fathers can't bring themselves to do that you know they cannot but we should do it we should As, as a father myself, I think of just the many years that are, have passed since my daughter was born in 2013. You know, the years just flew by. There are certain things that I'm not particularly proud of that my daughter had to go through. One would be growing up living in Los Angeles for a short time. In my father's old house. And having her to go through that. Because that house that I grew up with in my grandparents' house. My dad grew up there. Eventually we left there, sold the house. But um, that house had an evil entity there. And it affected the, our family. It affected us, you know. And when we were in that house with my wife, we also lived with my dad and my daughter. Her, my wife's nephew, his wife and his daughter young daughter and I just remember during those early years which was uh, 2014 up until 2018 I was very angry and I wasn't angry at my daughter I was angry at the fact that I was there that I we lived in a, a nice neighborhood in an apartment and I failed to support us because for financial reasons, I made mistakes, right? And uh, and she had to live through that. I'm not saying I had horrible memories at grandma grandpa's house, but that house just, it's old. There's a lot of memories there. And there's things that I've done there as an adult that I don't want to go back to. And it was just a reminder. Horrible things that I did to myself. As a reminder. But I didn't have a lot of choice. Right? I didn't have a lot of choice. And, um, and so. My daughter grew up. In that house for a few years. And she developed phobias. Because there's a lot of things like spiders. Ants. Flies. Water bugs, cockroaches, it was disgusting. And we, we did the best we could. But that was one of the things I grew up with in that house. And even living in an apartment with my dad, mom, sister, myself, when we were young, we lived in an apartment that was, uh, I'm sorry to say, it had the same thing. And I grew a phobia of it. I, I hate them. I hate bugs. I hate bugs. 
I, 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 I know where I'm a, you know, a man, and and I don't know why we're so afraid of, of a little bug just to crunch it dead, but I, we are as people. You know, spiders especially. I hate spiders. I hate roaches. Ants, I'm not so much worried about ants. You know, but those other bugs I am. You know. So. I try to put us in, a, in an environment, especially my daughter, where we don't have to see those things. And I know it's not... Uh, it's not a, it's unrealistic to think that we're never going to see ants, roaches, other insects or whatever. It's not. They're all they're everywhere, right? But if you have an infestation of things like that that are causing causing those things to happen on a daily basis where you walk into the kitchen or the bathroom or wherever and you see them all the time. Nobody wants to see those things. Nobody, right? And I certainly don't. But my daughter had to unfortunately live through those things, you know? And and she has a major she's majorly fearful of those things. Right? Majorly And I do my best. Certain things as myself, as a father, there's things I don't do, right? I don't smoke, I don't drink. I don't do any of that. I don't understand how some fathers do, to be honest with you. I really don't. You know? I really don't. Fathers who smoke in front of their kids, smoke weed, drink alcohol. And you may say, well, what's the big deal? Lots of fathers do that. You know, yeah, lots of fathers smoke weed in front of their kids, which is not a great thing to be proud of. A lot of fathers get drunk in front of their kids. Again, not a good thing to be proud of. I've made it a point in my life not to act like that. I hate him. I hate I, I hate those things. I really do. I don't need my daughter to see those things. I don't need my daughter to see me incapacitated. You know. And it, it, it's definitely not something that I think any child should see growing up. Because in my opinion as a father, when you do certain things and you're showing them how to do certain things that you're basically saying, yeah, it's okay. You know, you know, son or daughter, if I smoke weed, you know what? Yeah, I'm doing it. But so when you're older, you could do it too. You know? Yeah, I, I get that, that they have the choice. But why, why start kids off fresh? Why, why not give them uh, an opportunity to not see those things because I know when kids grow up they're going to see them no matter what I get that they're going to see horrible things I get that but why corrupt their innocence so to speak right why why must we do that so early in their life and again there's things you know there's things that I do that I, I probably shouldn't do you know like there's things like scary movies you know and things that she um should not watch now i would never nothing with sex in it but you know obviously but still things like violence right movies and it's not like she's watching every day she's she kind of doesn't really have uh, an interest in those things but when dad or mom's watching them and you know she watches for a second and goes on her way those are areas where I should probably be a little bit better um, not to let her see those things, right? Um, 
scary movies is something I think she's grown to like. You know, one of her favorite movies is Insidious, which is, it's a, it makes you jump, but it's not horrible in a way, you know? Growing up, when um, Child's Play came out, which I was probably about eight or nine, probably. Dad took us to see that in theater. I was eight, I think my sister was probably six. So that wasn't a really good thing to do, <laughs> to, to, to take us to see those type of movies, right? But he did, he did. And uh, I don't know how much it affected us, you know, just deep down. Those are probably not films he recommended. And I think he took us to see The People Under the Stairs. Took us to see that film as well. And then when we were in early teens, he took us to see Pulp Fiction. Again, not good films that a parent should be taking their kid. <laughs> you know? And I'm not saying it damaged me or anything, but I'm just saying there's certain things that, you know, we have to make sure that we have to do our best not to show things to children that are advanced in their years that they shouldn't be watching. That's why we, it's not recommended you show kids violent things or, or things with sex in it because they don't understand. And they shouldn't be watching that. And um, one of the horrible examples of, of fatherhood or grandfatherhood is I think I was probably like 12 years old. And my grandfather, the devil incarnate, you know, tried to show me pornography, you know, magazines, things like that nature. I don't know what the purpose of that was, you know. So that's. You know, he corrupted me in a sense. I was still innocent and I was innocent until, you know, uh, until late in life, you know. But yeah, even from a young age, I saw those things and I shouldn't have, you know. One thing I, I wasn't really into because I saw the effects is growing up of the effects of alcohol. Because grandfather devil incarnate drunk uh, dr uh, drank every day drank beers his beer of choice was miller right couldn't live without the miller draft right drinking a case a day or whatever right not something i i you know not something i feel like i want to mimic or copy he was definitely someone who just would use profanity a great deal against us, against my sister, put downs, call us stupid, call us worthless. Do that to my mom, he would do that to my sister, who was is, is about two years younger than me. And we lived through that. And because of that grandfather figure, screwed me up screwed me up you know so we're going to go from here but let me play my next song because I want to keep doing that and keep this 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 train moving on our talk today but let me um let me play that song and and See if you recognize this one. I don't know if 
It's a short song, but um, that song, I mean, they've been playing Creed like crazy. Creed 2, <laughs> that's a good movie. Don't don't get me wrong. I, I'm not knocking it. It's it's a good film, um, but it, it's uh, there. There's parts in there where, you know, he becomes a father, right? And spoiler alert, right? He becomes a father, obviously, and a lot of, you know, that the story of Rocky. Um, Creed, you know, it's it's obviously very intertwined, and I love those films because of the story making and and just you know Stallone being involved and. But going back to what really this song is from there when he was fighting the Victor Drago, the son of of Drago from the original film, right? And. Um, And you, you just um, see, you know, his daughter who was born in the film, right? Um, she grew up with the same disability as her mom. You know, her mom was, you know, obviously losing her hearing. And she was going to lose her hearing, but her his daughter wasn't born with any hearing, right? And Rocky was saying to um, Creed... She doesn't feel sorry for herself. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. You know? Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Right? And I think many times we feel sorry for ourselves. Boo-hoo me. This is, this is not fair. This shouldn't be happening to me. Right? Life isn't fair, right? Life isn't fair. But we do the best we can until a time comes where until that time comes where we the good Lord takes us home, right? And um, we don't know when that day is going to be, right? It could be tomorrow, it could be 50 years from now, it could be 10 years from now, it could be next year. We don't know. We don't know. But until then, I will do everything in my power to be here for my daughter. To support her, to love her. So that she can have a real fighting chance in this life. Because there's going to be people that are going to try to knock her down in this life. Put her down. Something I do not want to allow to happen, but it's going to happen. We only want our kids as a father. We want our kids to have the best shot at life. From a young age until adulthood until throughout their life, right? That's why parents do everything in their power to try to give everything they can to our kids in a better life than we did. Growing up, I, we were poor, you know? And, uh, and some may dispute that, 
or say, yeah, just we weren't poor. Yeah, we were. Uh, as kids, we don't realize we're poor. We don't realize it until we get older, until we start really realizing when we start seeing other kids and how they live and other families with better cars or better clothes or better toys or just better things. And I know things are not important. Things are not important. But it's nice to have. It's nice to have a nice apartment or a nice home, clean clothes, a roach-free apartment or home. Not living in the hood where I came from in South Los, South Central, right? Because that's where I came from, South Central. That's where I grew up. Until later in my life, started moving out. Still lived in, in, in that area. So Los Angeles, Huntington Park, Southgate, Bell Gardens. I actually, AKA Bell Garbage. What a crappy town, right, in my opinion. Right? But, geez, you know? I hope my daughter never has to live with that, right? and live when she gets older in those kind of neighborhoods. Scary, really scary. <sighs> so what's going on today, folks? Fathers, right? Fathers, the importance of fathers, showing appreciation for your, for your dad, your grandpop, pop pop, whatever you wanna call him, pa. You know, there's so many different names for fathers, right? <clears throat> and if you're a father yourself and you have kids or even one kid because sometimes we're ungrateful for just the kid the one kid that we have we want more but just be appreciative of the one kid that you have son or daughter right love them support them don't beat them. Don't physically harm them. Protect them. But yeah, but I got to toughen them up, you know, for the real world. You know? I was watching, uh... I love watching SVU. Um, Olivia Benson and the older ones with, um... um Christopher Maloney. Maloney. Or I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Um, but there was one I was watching recently where the father took his son's honey, right? And, uh, it was a rite of passage for the family. And they're like, yeah, you're going to shoot something. You're going to kill something. And this is how you're going to become a man. You got to kill something. And I guess there was a rabbit that he was supposed to sh shoot and kill and he didn't want to. And there was a part in there where... The father, I think, was abusing him or raped him, right? To try to make him a man, which I don't know how that would make somebody a man. But um, so they were investigating that. And then the young man, just so distraught, um, goes and shoots up a school and kills some kids, right? And horrible because the mother, she knew about it. She knew about it. And she didn't say anything because she didn't want to destroy the family. And it seems like your typical kind of, you know, abuse situation in the sense where, you know, oh, I, 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 he's not doing anything or she's not doing anything. And we just have to leave the situation alone because it's just going to make things worse. And I don't want my marriage to fail and I don't want to break up the family. Yet, you know, your kids are being abused physically or verbally. And I know because I lived through that. Mom should have left. 
mom should have left and, and got out on her own or stay with dad whatever one you know I, I get it you know sometimes you know parents don't want to stay with the, the the mother or father because for whatever reason if they are abusive my dad in my opinion wasn't abusive he just wasn't there you know he 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 wasn't a good partner he wasn't somebody you could talk to kind of like he wanted to live his own life he wanted to live the single life and so mom was like okay go live your single life then I'm going on my own with my kids he didn't fight it he did complain a lot over the years of paying child support you know he, he did pay so don't get me wrong he wasn't like a deadbeat dad or anything but um, he did pay but it was, a, it was a struggle because he complained he complained about pain for us But got through childhood, got through adulthood. And sometimes I, I question, you know, if I had a better father or somebody, a father, my father, who which was a little bit more there in my life, how would I be as a man today? Would I have more confidence? Would I have done more, been more successful in my career? Would I have been not going through deep depression or deep anxiety or major depression or bipolarness or whatever? Would I have not gone through those things if I had a stronger father to be there for me? I think so. You know, and I get it. We live in a world where the father's just not in a picture and mom has to be mom and mom and dad, right? And they do a, their best, but it does, in my opinion, does damage without a father there. But I guess, you know, if the father's a pretty shitty father and he does drugs or beats them or drinks a lot or does horrible things and is just not wanting to be there, then what's the point of him being there, right? What's the point? Moms have to make those tough choices. Hey, I'm just taking the kids and you go live your life. You go have 10 kids, which that's what the devil incarnate did. He had lots of kids with different women, which I don't understand to this day why somebody would want that piece of shit. You know, why? What, what did they see in him? My grandmother. What did she see in that man? I don't get it. What did other women see in that man? I don't get it. He wasn't even there. Even till the day he died, he wasn't really there. So, I hope that's not me. You know, part of the reason I have this pod, everyone, and my writing is to show, hopefully my words reflected through how much love I have for my daughter, my wife, my family. So that one day they can go back to that and say, hey, you know what, look. My father loved me. My dad put it in words. He would tell me, it's physically there. And that's one of the reasons I do this with all of you. Right? So hopefully you all appreciate it. Okay. All right, getting to the end here, but let me um let me, you know, kind of finish up on some updates on the job, you know. Job's doing well. Had a my you know evaluation a few weeks ago, which went very well. Um, got positive reviews. Small pay raise, but that's only because I'm still fairly new there. I'm, I'm, I've only been there less than a year. Um, but it's a tough job. Um, it's stressful. I question my abilities. I question my my how much I want to do this job I don't know I'm not saying I'm going to quit or I want to quit I'm just saying there are times where it stresses me out so for now I'm here until they get rid of me <laughs> or until I decide to go somewhere else but um, other than that yeah um, family's doing well 
wife and daughter are going to be leaving in a couple weeks to San Salvador to go visit my wife's family, a grandma, cousins, nephews in El Salvador for two weeks. So I'll be here with you guys. I'll probably do a podcast of my loneliness and how miserable I'll be. But no, who knows, right? But um, it's my first, my daughter's first trip on a plane. And it took a great deal of strength to let my daughter go. And it's not because I don't trust my wife or her mother. It's just because it's a different country and I'm not there. And I can't go right now because I'm working. I I can't take a vacation right now. So I'm probably going to take a real vacation at the end of this year during the holidays. But I do want them to enjoy their time and enjoy the experience of going to another country. And I believe they will. Time goes by so fast that, you know, I think my daughter starts school in August for third grade. Trying to do my best to prepare her as much as I can. But it's a little scary because I know this time is going to go fast. Before you know it, she's going to be starting school. And I, I'm, I'm, you know, and I know that's normal. But, but, you know, we fear for our kids and how well they're going to do. And starting new things. And we, I think kids are really resilient. I think we forget that we were kids once. I forget I was a kid once in school. I don't remember how what I remembered in those times, to be honest. You know? But I'm sure she'd do fine. I'm sure she'd do fine. Alright, well let's finish up our talk here and let me, you know... Kick off these songs again. So... Yeah, and these songs that I, I played today were from Tesla, and then um, Hang, it's uh, called Hang Tough. Actually, it's not them. And the other one will, I will go to war. I believe that's sang by Tessa Thompson, the actress. So let me, you know, so some of those lyrics I'm looking at now are ran the whole way, ran the whole thing, never ran away, never been afraid, never gonna break, never halfway, I don't know if I can make it, I can't take it, I can't take it anymore, I don't know if I can do it, if it wasn't for who I do it for, doesn't make sense but it makes dollars doesn't make sense but it makes dollars and I want to spend it all on you against the world but I'm with you I will go to war don't let you down won't let you down I will go to war I will go to war don't let you down right so it's a good song you know they have some good songs on Creed soundtracks and I'm more partial to the Rocky soundtrack, so, but they, they, they do their best to, to the great job of picking good film songs and memorable songs and whatnot, right? So, you know, Tesla on the other hand, let's see, Tesla, Hang Tough, lyrics, let's look at that one. Say, took a shot to the chin. Looks like you just can't win. In this do or die situation, it's harder than it seems to survive, keep alive, and make your dreams. Make your dreams all come true. You gotta, you gotta give it your best shot. Give it everything you got. Oh, you gotta hang tough. Hang tough, hang tough. Right? All right. And lastly, let's play this one again. 
everyone, we had a great talk today. Thankful to be here with all of you. Tomorrow I'll be pigging out on Lucille's, which is, I love it. Going to my sisters, my dad, spend time with them, watch Mortal Kombat, the new one. So I have, you know, some things to do tomorrow for Father's Day. For all the fathers out there, one father I do think of and I remember at all times is the great Homer Simpson, right? Which, if you think about it, he is both a horrible father and a good father. So, you know, um, because of how he treated Bart Simpson and just because he does drink and he does crazy things and but at the at the end of the day at the end of the day um he loves his kids he loves his family and i i think i i did a blog today on father's day and you know i use them as gifts because they're just funny and homer is you know reminds me a lot of my dad all right, because physically how he looks. So, although my dad is not that, uh, probably that obese, you know. So, because Homer's pretty obese. I think, what's um? Let me see. Just uh, Homer Simpson's height and weight. I'm just just a little bit of trivia here. Homer Simpson. I think he's six feet between 239 and 300 pounds. So I guess that that's, uh, but it also said, well, Marge is smaller. She's 5'6", 120 pounds. So Homer's are just a <laughs> big lard. <laughs> um, loves to eat his donuts, drink his beer. So that's probably why, but, but anyways. I appreciate everyone here with me to enjoy this Father's Day. Thank you for taking the time to be here with me. For all you fathers out there, enjoy your Father's Day. Eat up, pig out, spend time with the kids, enjoy those neckties, and just remember how important you are to their lives, even if you don't feel like it sometimes. Thank you for everyone out there for being a part of my life and my circle. And one thing I always like to end with, of course, I just want to finish out here. So, but let's see here. A little bit of scripture, all right? And then you could take it or leave it, but hopefully you take it. This one is, what's in a name? Genesis twenty-five twenty-six. Afterward, his brother came out of Rebekah's womb and his hand took hold of Esau's heel, so his name was called Jacob. In ancient times, names often connected to a child's destiny. In the case of Jesus, it was a positive connection, Matthew 121. In the case of Jesus' ancestor, Jacob, the connection was negative. The Hebrew root Jacob meant to follow at the heel, a reference to Jacob's tight grasp on his twin brother Esau's heel at birth. Follow at the heel became a negative reference to someone who follows closely behind another, someone who is always looking for an advantage, a way to overtake and replace another's position. And that was Jacob for the first time, first part of his life. Jacob's first recorded act as a young man was to cheat his brother Esau out of Esau's birthright as his firstborn son. Genesis 25, 29-34 Then Jacob's devious mother, Rebekah, showed Jacob how to trick his father Isaac into giving him the blessing of the firstborn. Jacob stayed on the self-serving path until God's discipline brought him into account. Temptations to replace the will of God with one's own should be resisted immediately. God will be done even if it results in painful lessons. Right? So, again, I'm not here to give you a Bible lesson, but you should, you know, Bible scripture has incredibly important life lessons for all of us, right? All right, folks. Well, thank you so much for joining me. It's just been a wonderful talk with all of you here with me today. Have a blessed weekend. Looking forward to talking to you guys all real soon on our next conversation. And thank you for joining me on Just Talk with Joe Meyer.
Go to war. 